Welcome to Clarity to Launch, the podcast. I'm your host, Natanya Bravo, founder of the Bravo Life, business and mindset coach, and a woman on a mission to help you acknowledge that internal whisper and gain the clarity you need to launch a life you truly love. Years ago, I followed my own whisper and took a leap of faith, leaving behind a six-figure salary and everything I knew to fulfill a one-day dream of moving to Paris. That one tough decision led me to creating a seven-figure business, marrying the love of my life, and helping thousands of women use their passions to uncover their purpose and create the income and impact they were born to. It all boiled down to one decision. Was I going to keep telling myself one day or make today day one? Now it's your turn to decide. Clarity to Launch is here to give you the tools you need to guide you along the way. All you have to do is decide. So are you ready? It's time to launch the life you were born to live. Welcome back to Clarity to Launch the Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of my amazing clients, Alex Allen. And Alex is a clinical therapist and empowerment coach. She's also a mama and wife. She has a really unique perspective on how to shed the weight of everyday expectations and really start living the life that you've always dreamt of without having to sacrifice what you value most. So I am super excited to have you on and talk all things, the selfish contract, your business, your journey as an entrepreneur. Thank you for being here, Alex. Thank you for having me. Let's start from the beginning. I'd love for you to share a little bit about, because you are a clinical therapist, so you actually come from a background where you went to school for this work. And so I'd love to hear what was your journey leading up to you creating The Selfish Contract? Yeah, it's actually a very interesting journey. So I loved grad school. I love therapy. I swear it's like the bread and butter of life for me. But there was something missing once I did graduate from grad school, like I hit the field and I was doing the clinical work and I loved my clients, but there was something in session that I felt was missing. Like as a therapist, we're not allowed to advise. We just provide space. Um, We use techniques, obviously, to kind of guide people to give themselves the answer. So they basically make their own choices. But with like coaching, I wanted or like experience, I wanted to like grab my clients a little bit more, especially women and be like, let me, I just want to help you. Like I have all these ideas for you, but I could never say anything. Yeah. But interesting enough, my therapy clinical supervisor, um, she was a coach and I had no idea. And she was like, Alex, have you ever just thought about coaching? It was like in a random meeting. And I was like, no, and don't ask me why I never thought about it. And she's like, your like personality and therapy really leans towards coaching. And I really appreciated her even taking me there because I was struggling with insecurities as being a therapist because I take the job seriously. And she's like, I'm just telling you, like your personality is so much of a coach. And so I did a lot of research. Um, I did a lot of personal shadow work, like what that would even look like for me. And selfish contract was born. It was really not even supposed to be what it was, but I think that's the beauty of it. Cause I really focused on getting very vulnerable and very transparent in birthing selfish contract. And it landed me here, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And what is the meaning behind the selfish contract? What does that mean to you? Oh, I love that question. So I feel like for anybody to change, they have to get very selfish. Like you have to carve out a space for yourself because if you do the same things, you're going to get the same results. And that means sometimes you can't take your past or some people that you experience life with, with you. And I think selfish has such a negative connotation with it that I think it's actually a positive because all of the most successful people that I know 
who got very selfish and like relentless on carving out a space hit their goals. And I think without making like a long-term contract with yourself, a non-negotiable, it's easy to kind of fall. So that's essentially how the name became. I love that. And I'm just curious, because you mentioned when you started it, you didn't necessarily know it was going to become what it did. Did you start like, I I know you have an Instagram page, which we'll definitely share for everyone to be able to follow Alex, but did you start the Instagram first or did you start the coaching first? It was Instagram first. And I mean, the basis of it was I wanted to share, I mean, I guess therapeutic information, but I wanted to show my perspective on therapy right? Like I wanted to show people you can grow and you can develop and it doesn't have to be like this cookie cutter therapist way. Um, and that is when my supervisor got a hold of it and she started following me and I freaked out. I freaked out about it because I wanted to make sure, you know, I'm like an ethical queen and I wanted to make sure that everything was ethically, um, like within guidelines on Instagram, because at the time, really a year ago, therapists really weren't booming on Instagram. Wasn't it really a thing until recently? So I was so nervous. And that's when she caught on to my verb and she's like, Alex, like you have a different vibe to this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I think the reason I like that story so much is because a lot of like new entrepreneurs feel like they have to figure out the paid offer first before they even get started on like that idea. And something led you to want to share, want to create that Instagram. And through taking that action, you got the clarity on what your thing was going to be. And I did a similar thing in creating the Bravo life. It was literally just an Instagram page where I was sharing my journey and I built a community that way. And then I responded to what the community asked me for, which it sounds like is very similar to what you did. And I feel like for people that are like thinking, what's my thing? What should be my offer be? How much should I charge? lead with value first. And I think it it comes a lot easier. I don't know if you agree, but I assume so based on your, your, your journey as well, that it will come a lot easier. The clarity of like, how can I be of value now that I've created this community? Yeah. And it's even going back to that sometimes for me, because people really love therapy talk on Instagram. And like, as a coach, like, sure, I use some techniques, but I don't always go back there. So even building on that community and building that platform and going back to the homeostasis is something that's super important still, um, because it's essentially what it was built on. Mm. Can you, so share, since you are both a licensed therapist and a coach, can you share the differences and benefits of each? Yeah. So I'm an associate therapist. I should be taking licensure at the end of, well, I'm dual. So Nevada and California. So Nevada, I should be getting that done by March, which is very exciting. There's so many legalities to that. So the difference is this is the best way I can't explain it. So a therapist, if you have a a roadblock or a stake in the road, a therapist is going to move backwards. A therapist is really going to process like, um, what's your thought process here? What's that internal narrative? What is um, your triggers? What's what's your brain telling you? What's your subconscious going through? Like, tell me way, way far back and let's come here. And the coach is essentially going to take the processing, if you will, and move forward. Like, okay, so you were aware A, B, and C happened. Cool. You don't want to process it even better for me. We're going to go, we're going to go forward. Like, tell me the goals. Okay. I've noticed this is a toxic trait of yours. Like almost pulling someone from the mud versus like the therapy, like the smooth, not smooth sailing, but the water from it. Like, we're just going to kind of glaze. It can take as long as it needs to versus coaching. is like, let's go. Let's just like, let's do this. Um, I love when people do both at the same time. Truly, like sometimes some of the goals I have for clients, because there's a lot of trauma there mm-hmm. is, Hey, like, I can't work with you unless you do see a therapist because the trauma is super thick. And I do think that is the value I have also with clients. Like they trust me. They know I'm not just going to be like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I'm like, mm, I'm just noticing. And I, I'm thankful for that part with the education. 
Yeah. Okay. That's super helpful. Um, going forward, looking backwards, I guess. Is the exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's important too. Like I've noticed a lot of coaches do say trauma informed, um, they use a lot of therapist words. And I think essentially coaching does use therapy techniques. It, it is what it is. Connection heals, whether, however you slice it. I think it just gets like nitty gritty. If you keep working backwards is knowing if I keep processing what happened when I was five, maybe I don't need to focus on 32 yet. Mm, yeah, that makes sense for you. So for you on your journey of like transitioning from working in a space where there are rules and it's very kind of predictable, what have been, would you say like the biggest mindset shifts that you've had to make transitioning into entrepreneurship? All of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, truly, because, you know, more than anything, I'm like, I don't know, I just want to help. And of course, I have such a business mindset. But we have us therapists have like this swayed perspective sometimes that we're not allowed to crave the income from it. Like, I'm like, girl, get your money. But there I also have my own personal roadblocks, like, oh, well, it is just an hour. And you're like, but it is it. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. It's valuing my own time and mixing that with helping people, I think has been the hardest part with like becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I think anyone that is doing it for the right reasons, um, we all have a little bit of a, oh, but I I just want to help everyone. But you also are just one person. And like what you just said, right. It's only one hour, but it's really not when you're doing real transformational work that one hour, like, I know you just posted the other day about your client getting a new job. Like you're transforming someone's lives and you're saving them a lot more time and money than whatever they're going to be investing with you. And so it's really starting to understand your own value as a coach and how you're adding value to the life of your client, assuming you're, you know, being ethical and actually are not just overcharging people for the sake of overcharging. Yeah. And you know, I'm such an ethical snob, you know, that I'm like, I don't know, is it right? It has to feel right. But even that part too, when I notice clients share their wins and I'm like, that didn't even happen during session that happened during the boxer that happened during the touch base. I'm like, "Mm." and you learn too. I tell everybody, like, even if I'm coaching them and they start a business, I'm like, give yourself grace and just start. Like you have to just start because you're going to pivot and learn more about yourself, more about your business. And even like your tailored niche as you go. And that's even as a coach, because I did the work so I can tell a client, like, it's going to take time to get to know yourself while you do it. Yeah. So what made you invest in finding a coach for yourself? So many things. I was really, really frustrated with hitting a wall. Like, I don't know everything. I don't have a degree in business. Like I've never really studied it. I'm a therapist and I was honestly sick of wasting my time guessing on what the need was going to be or what I was going to need on the back end. And I truly think it's important. Just pay the professionals. Like I can't do everything, but I can get some tools. So that was like the main reason I reached out. And honestly, I worked with a couple of people I met through Instagram and I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I was disappointed. And I truly believe you get what you pay for. So I was like, I just need a heavy hitter coach. Like I I just need a heavy hitter coach to tell me what it is, how it is, how to do it and see me through it. Yeah. And what would you say has been most helpful in, we've been working together five months now. So what has been the most helpful for you in our coaching relationship so far? Gosh, honestly, I think I probably value less tangible and more connection, obviously, because that's just who I am. Of yeah. you being like, Alex, this is who you are as a coach. 
make sure you're focusing on this. Make sure you're charging this. I'm like, are you sure? And you're like, you tell me. So you almost allowed me to sit in that for a second and then value my own work. Like everything with coaching, even my own coaching and your coaching, not everyone's going to get to everything all the time, right on it, on the dot. Cause it's your own journey. But I think if you just pay attention to where you're at and then not discredit everything else, you're going to grow. It's going to all land where it needs to. Um, so that has been the most helpful. Like it's allowed me to be at my own pace, but then also call me out when I'm falling back. Yeah. I remember when we first started working together, you were actually almost booked to capacity in terms of time with clients. And on our first call, I was like, whether you work with me or not, like raise your rates, but you have to believe in your value before anyone else is going to believe in it. So don't just raise it because I tell you, or someone else tells you some random number to charge, but actually look and see what the value is and sit with that, as you said, so that you feel that confidence and you know that this is more than worth the transformation I'm providing those clients. And I'm super excited because you have raised those rates. So can you tell me a little bit about like who, because we talked also a lot about in our sessions, identifying your niche and understanding, you know, those two different ideal clients and who is and isn't the right fit for the different offerings that you currently have or that you want in the future. Can you talk a little bit about who you feel like your ideal client is and how having more of an understanding of that person or people has helped grow your business? Yeah, that's been super helpful. So we developed like the two characters. My number one character, I usually call her like the hot auntie. Like she's like this powerhouse. Like she sometimes usually doesn't have children. She's a very, very high up job. She usually has a high sense of trauma if we're going to work backwards because she's had to kind of fight for her position and she's made it. And now she's fighting the imposter syndrome. She doesn't really know where to go from here. She has poor boundaries from her past experiences and just needs that push to pull her out from wherever she is and kind of essentially believe in herself. Like, let's get you from A to B because you can do it. You deserve it. You can set the boundaries you need to. You don't always have to service everyone all the time. Like, basically releasing everything she thought she had to be and becoming exactly what she is now, regardless of the title and everything else. Mm -hmm. The second character is like the mom who was that person who was basically like this little badass. And then she was a mom and then life happened. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not really into this. What do I do now? So she doesn't want to get lost in that whole mom role, but basically wants to get her confidence back and doesn't want to have to release the mom, the homemaker and all those things, but still wants to feel like super confident and powerful in her own skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and- I, I love those two because they're essentially the same girl, just different chapters of life. Yep. And usually, yeah, your ideal client is probably just at different ver- stages of her journey or different chapters of life, like you said. And so can you share specifically how having an understanding of those two characters has helped you with like your business, whether that's messaging or sales or marketing? Well, it's essentially me to be honest. And I always tell a therapist and coach, I'm like, your best client is a version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you help people with is something that you a still need, or you're still working on, or you have accomplished. So I think having a, a clear understanding of that is like speaking directly to that client is super key. Like Even if I'm talking to like the hot aunt, the mom still was the hot aunt at a certain time, even if she wants to go back to that, you know, and vice versa, like a lot of powerhouse single women want to be the mom, right? So it's kind of juggling that and being like, you can be all the things within your season, but how do we focus on the now? I think that's been super helpful because I can just talk to that client. I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Something else that I think a lot of people can resonate with is that Alex, you still work full time, which 
I don't know how she does it, but she's going to share how she does it. So for anyone that's like wondering, because I think a lot of people worry about, oh, I have to choose one or the other, like immediately, I either have to go all in in entrepreneurship. And um, I will say, because Alex doesn't like to brag on herself, her monthly salary in her coaching business has exceeded her monthly salary in her full-time job. So she doesn't have to, but she has a choice, right? We all get to decide how we decide to have our entrepreneurship journey go when we decide and if we decide to completely flip the switch on one or the other. So how have you dealt with that balance? Is it easy? Has it been challenging? So the first thing I'll say is I'm really fortunate with my nine to five. Like I, I will put that out there because not everyone has what I have super fortunate. So I make my schedule on my nine to five and all I have to make sure is I deliver. I am diligent. And it's something that I also work with clients on, on time blocking. Like I am on it, like white on rice. Like if I'm in ghost mode, it's because I'm on the time block. They're color coordinated. I'm non-negotiable with my time. Um, oh my gosh. I just have to pause. Cause on our, we, I did a discovery call with Alex when we were seeing if it was going to be a good fit for us to work together. And I remember you showed me this like binder that you had for oh, your business right and it was like color coded and all these little tabs, like, look at it. It was yeah, like, color who is this woman? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm old. I'm like an old little soul. So like this, it's like, so the paper talks to the computer. I hate computer things. It's like the, the weirdest thing. I just can't, can't vibe with it, but maybe it's the old therapist in me, but the same thing goes from like my Google calendar. Everything's color coordinated. Um, if the day is set the way the day is set, I try not to work backwards. I try to keep it as it is, um, with the coaching clients, they get the same time every day. So it's, it's expected. I'm not swapping times. Like it helps me organize it. And usually my client is the type A individual too. So it's like, I'm speaking like one time I couldn't link a zoom thing on like a Google calendar on Calendly. And my client was like, it's the blind leading the blind girl. Like we can run companies, but we can't link zoom. So exactly, exactly. But I'm just very diligent on my time. You know, how strict I am with my kids. Like I stop working at a certain time with my kids. Um, cause I want to give them the two hours. They're old. I'm not going to have them for very long. I also do this thing called toxic Fridays, which sounds really bad, but it's very productive. So on Fridays I end work at four 30 and I usually take myself out on a date, whether it's like Nordstrom or dinner. And then I get home. The kids are usually in bed. My husband goes to work and I work till one or two in the morning. I knock I knock it all out. So on the weekend, I truly recharge. I'm not thinking about what I have to do on Monday because that's done. I'm not thinking of anything rolling over because it's done. I really separate weeks so I could feel productive and not like drowning in constant tasks. And it's really helped. Wow. Okay. Toxic Fridays. Where are you going today? Are you taking yourself out? It's Friday for everyone listening. Yeah, it is Friday today. I was actually just thinking I made a nail appointment. So I'm going to go do that. I'll probably go eat in my car in silence and then watch some Harry Potter with the kids and then some workout. And I do have clinical notes to do. So, and it's nice. Like I had a client actually do it last week and she has like a very high functioning job. She's like, so I did a toxic Thursday and I'm like, how did it go? She goes, I got so much done. And I think here, here's like the end all be all. I think sometimes if you're shifting in life, not everything can have a hundred percent, but I do feel like you can honestly pivot and make a little bit of sacrifice, not all the time, but you're going to have to adjust a little bit to make a change. It's not going to be this one big, I started this company and matched my revenue and all these things all at the same time. I have to be willing to pivot and switch a little and then make the leap. I have kids in a mortgage. Like, so that's just how I think. And I meet clients with the same energy. Yeah. 
I love that. Can you share something I ask every guest, something you've always wanted to do, or that's on your one day list, but maybe haven't shared publicly or said out loud. It doesn't have to be related to your business. It can be. Um, I want to own multiple properties for sure. Like that is probably going to be my eighth career. I just love real estate. Love it. Like Tracy Tudor is my girl, um, that, and I want to host a Ted talk. Like I've said that a million times and I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. So I want to have my own Ted talk. I really do. I can totally see you as with your own TED talk. Last question for you. So as a coach who people hire you and you have hired your own coach, me, what would be some tips you have for someone who's looking for a coach? How would you recommend they go about figuring out who the right coach is for them? What they should even be looking for in a coach? I think first seeing and meeting yourself where you're at, like, what do you even need? Like, I think sometimes people want a quick fix without realizing, like, I need to focus on this first, or this is what the area, whether it's business or personal, and then research that person, follow them for a little bit. When they say, Hey, ask me anything, ask the anything like pop in and ask the questions, right? Like you were doing, I want to say you were answering some questions. I was like, Oh, what she's talking about is exactly what I needed right? So ask the questions like temperature, check the coaches, temperature, check your own needs, like meet yourself where you're at, do the research, do your diligence. And I'm pretty positive. You'll pick the right person. Love that. If anyone wants to learn more about you and the selfish contract, where can they find you? So there is the selfishcontract.com. And then obviously you can follow me at the selfish contract. I'm on there daily. So send me a DM. Let me know if you want to know anything. I do offer one-on-ones and then I have my group program called becoming her, which is like my new baby. And I'm so, so proud of her. So yeah, let me know if you guys want to know more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex, for sharing and being transparent about the journey. I know everyone's going to get a lot out of this and be sure to connect with Alex on Insta. Send us a DM if this episode was helpful. I hope this episode gives you more clarity and proof that you can create a life you truly love. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to connect and serve those who are ready to use their ideas and experiences to positively impact the lives of others. If you want to connect more, follow me on Instagram at The Bravo Life.